This is badass Billy Gunn, 11-time WWE Tag Team Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Hardcore Champion, and you're listening to IcoPod. You gotta hear this. And if you're not listening to this, I got two words for you. Suck it. back with episode 152 of Icopod. I am Bob Colling Jr. With me as always is Austin Skinner and Dallas Gridley. And fellas, we are one week away from In Your House where all the titles are on the line. We are one day after Fall Brawl, which we have not watched yet and will eventually be a bonus episode at some point in time on this feed. And for anybody who's wondering for taping, we are just past Christmas. So if you listen to last week's episode, we probably didn't really talk about Christmas at all. But as per usual, we like to wait a couple of weeks to uh, get caught up on the time. So, how are we doing this week, fellas? Go ahead, Dallas. You uh, you you kick us off here for this this okay. riveting okay. opening. Um, <clears throat> and I'm just I'm just doing great. I'm doing so great, dude. That sucked. Are you um, kidding me? This is a, okay. Fine, fine. <laughs> no, actually, real, for real though, I I know it's not in our timeline, but I do think we need to bring it up. Uh, the passing of Brody Lee. Dallas, when would we bring it up? For, 25 right years now. from now? When I'm going to bring it up like, oh, right now. Because, yeah. well, he's not in our, he's not in the, the raw world that we're watching, but I think that he means a lot to the three of us specifically. Since we, we talk about stuff out of timeline all the time. You know what I mean? No, we don't. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, because, so this is going to get posted probably, what, a, uh, just over a week after, uh, the news came out, so I think we, I think we need to bring that up because I think that was. Uh, I still can't believe it. I still, um, every time I see something, I'm like, no, like that. That's not real. That didn't happen. Yeah. So it, this is the whole thing is crazy. So I don't know what day. It, I don't know if it was the day after Christmas. Jeez. I mean, I, if, I don't. I, I want to say Saturday. Maybe it might have been Saturday. It's yeah. all such. Well, let me see when I texted you guys, because that's when it came out. But, I mean... Right. I almost want to see the news broke on Christmas Day. I texted... That's what it felt like. I texted you guys uh, Saturday. So, the day day after. Yeah. And... um, But it was... I I saw the news pretty late, about 9.30s when I texted you guys. And I think the news broke... I think it was an hour or so even before that. Okay. Yeah. So, I... uh... I had had my phone on Do Not Disturb because I go to sleep like a grandpa mm-hmm. uh, most nights. Yeah. And uh, I woke up at 3.20 in the morning, and both you and Zach had messaged me saying, you know, did you hear the news or whatever? So I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I go on Twitter, and it's just, you know, Brody Lee dead. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That was probably... The- 
I really bummed out about that. He was the first guy on the indies that when I saw it live, I was just like, I'm hooked on this guy. I threw a thing of toilet paper, almost hit him right in the <laughs> face on the middle rope at the Pastime Athletic Club. Just barely missed him. Um, yeah. and, I, and I had a feeling that, it's, you know, when I saw him do a running head scissors on ISIS effects, the guy that size, there's, there's no way he's not going to be a bigger deal, like a WWE guy. And eventually he got there, and he didn't necessarily maybe reach the heights that he should have. But I thought when he went to AEW, he was finally, you know, getting that that push or that level of uh, success that he should have been getting years ago. Yeah, I mean, for me too, it's just the. I mean, you bring up the toilet paper thing, and I Austin can share the story if he wants. But I, I tweeted about this a sim the same show, and just like. Just thinking about all the different memories of him just destroying people at 2CW and stuff, like, it was always, he was always impressive to watch, especially, you know, in front of uh, 300 people in a hot gym, nonetheless. But to yeah. see to see someone who's, um, you know, I, I'm going to call him a local guy. He's from Rochester. It's about an hour and a half from Syracuse. But to me, that's, that's local enough that to see him get signed to the WWE was super cool. And no matter what he did, I was going to be a fan of his. And then he obviously goes to AEW and he's, like you said, he's kind of reaching more of that potential. He's having, I mean, the world title match he had with John Moxley was fantastic. He had the, an awesome dog collar match with Cody, which ended up being his final match. But like the matches he was having and the stuff he was doing, it was like, yes, like that's like one of our guys. Like that felt, yeah. it felt good. So it kind of really, really hit home. And I, I really didn't know what to say when I read the news. Um, <clears throat> I can firmly, vividly remember, and not even necessarily like a move or a match or, or just, you know, what really just jumps out to me when I think of Brody, I, Brody Lee, I don't think of, uh, you know, the Wyatt family stuff. I don't think of AEW stuff. Like Dallas said, I think of being in those hot gymnasiums in the hot pastime athletic club. And just the energy that Big Rig Brody Lee came out with. I, it was He was a walking tornado. He'd come through uh, several times where he pretty much knocked the entire entrance stage down. Uh, mm. Yeah, as, I was just, you know, as he's swinging his arms. Yeah, he pulled it down once. I was just thinking about that when you said that. You know, um, and just the, the passion that he'd pull out of people. He... There were several times where he came out with his little upstate stable where it was like, is there going to be a riot right now? And mm -hmm. he was the focal, he was the catalyst for that. So just, there was something so, there was such a presence to Brody Lee, something that I've never felt with any, you know, local guy, let alone indie guy uh, that is based in a local promotion before or since. Like he was one of those guys that came through and like Bob said, you knew was going to be special. You knew was going to be different and you knew, you know, push comes to shove. He's going to make it. And that's what always stood out to me. And it was so funny because like I posted the picture on Twitter, but like 2010, I was still relatively new to the meeting all these people sort of thing. 
Um, and Brody Lee was one of those guys without being a big name at all in 2010. Um, I was afraid to approach. I remember Dallas had to like hype me up to go up and meet him. And I think he knew it because as we were kind of standing there, he was like, dude, just go over there and meet him. But I'm like, holy shit. Like this dude's huge. And the presence he commands is amazing. But he finally like kind of pulled me in and, and took a good picture. And, and that was something I'll never forget that it's like, despite him kind of being on the edge of really a launch pad, he pulled me in and took a picture and it was like, I'm a regular guy. Like it's, it's cool. Right. You know, so that always stuck with me too. Just not only his, his presence like in front of the camera, but in that instance behind the camera too, that, that something was, you know, really stood out to me, especially being younger, you know? Um, but yeah, Dallas talks about the toilet paper story, how, you know, we were probably, I don't know, the one time or two times that we were in like the third row instead of first. And like yeah. the crowd parted as a fucking toilet paper roll nailed me in the stomach and everybody winced around us. <laughs> um, thrown by none other than Brody Lee. But uh, there's just several, you know, pictures in my mind that flash through when I think of Brody Lee. And really, they're all two CW moments. But to Dallas's point, when a guy like that makes it on TV, somebody you've followed from 300 fans in attendance to, you know, 30,000, it, it is a little bit of pride. And I think that's something he really took, you know, and kind of threw it over his shoulder. And he was just as proud, you know, to represent the little guys, the 2CW, the, the Syracuse, the Rochester, the Buffalo. He was one of those guys where it's like, I'm making it, so you all are going to make it. He never really forgot. And that's something that meant a lot, too, I think, for not only us, but a lot of his peers that we've seen on Twitter um, and just a lot of people who knew him locally. You know, that was one of the things they always highlighted, and I always felt that as a fan. So that was always cool, too. And, and, and you know, yeah, did he – Maybe get the short end of the stick in WWE, absolutely. But at the end of the day, the guy made a name for himself when he probably wasn't supposed to at the end of the day. And that's enough to me uh, and, and very commendable, I would say. And, and you know, much to your point, as far as a his uh, AEW stuff goes, again, I've made it pretty publicly known that I stopped watching after the third episode of AEW. But there was something about his promos leading up to this dog collar match that I went out of my way to seek. He was very enraged. He was very passionate and very visible with that dog collar. And, and I want to say I seen a, a promo or two. Um, and I did watch the match. You know, I did seek it out and I did watch that match. Um, and that's just the drawing power. And then like Dallas said, you know, you, you want to support the guy no matter where he goes, because really he's brought you along with him the whole way. So, you know, to go out on a high note, even though it wasn't supposed to be his last note, I think is awesome. And like, I'm very grateful that he was able to kind of have that spotlight before this crazy, insane tragedy thing. Um, but I, I think that, uh, I think it's going to come down to, this one's not going to go away. You know, this one I don't think will just fade 
I think this is a major shockwave. Just for the guy who he was, you know, just for John Huber, like the guy he was. So, you know, that's cool. And I've already seen some, you know, some guys, some old pros and stuff as far as the pro wrestling tees, like donating all their proceeds to that. And, and, you know, I think that's awesome. I think more people should be doing that. I I think the whole website realistically should be doing that for the month or at least most of it, you know, but, um, yeah, man, it's, it's definitely sad. It definitely took me back. I was fucking so blindsided by it. Um, cause he wasn't sick at all to my knowledge. So that like blew me away. Um, and it's just really sad. You know, it's really sad that that guy probably had another good 10 years or so in front of him had he stayed healthy and, and, you know, no major injuries and to be robbed of that as fans sucks, but I can't imagine what his family's going through, especially with young kids at home and stuff like that's, that's the crazy part. Um, but yeah, man, super sad, super disappointed. Um, and just another shockwave of 2020. There you go. Fucking add it to the list. Yeah. Now it, I thought it was kind of, uh, bizarre for what I saw on Twitter. Um, his wife has gone on to say that it's not COVID related. It was a yeah. lung issue. Uh, I don't think it's been documented as to what it could have been. There's a lot of, you know, um, theories and, you know, kind of guessing, and I'm not going to bother attempting that. But uh, there was a guy, Bruce Mitchell, who wrote something <sighs> for PW Torch. I didn't read it, but apparently he is doubting the reasoning he doesn't believe the wife when she says that it wasn't COVID related. Now here's the thing. I don't know how you guys feel about this. When someone dies, okay, whether they're a public figure or not, it is really no one's business as to how it happens, why it happened or anything of that nature. Well, it doesn't really matter. Right. Even if it were COVID related. All right. Yeah. That doesn't change anything. Right. Well, and, and he's calling for uh, transparency of AEW and stuff. It's like, why? it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. What, why doesn't. do they need to be transparent over what? The guy, he died. Like, there's nothing that, what they're going to do about it now. Nothing. Yeah. Well, and the whole thing is, is like anytime a wrestler passes away early, there is droves of people ready to start a conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and, and wrestling especially. You know, you know, for the most part, people in public eye, but wrestling especially gets that really just nastiness. Um, And like you said, Bob, I think at the end of the day, it's nobody's fucking business. The guy's gone. Let's let's focus on the good instead of what we don't know. Let's let's focus on what we do know, because what we don't know isn't any of our fucking business in the first place. Yeah, I don't. I I just think it's. I don't need. It's. It's. This. It's like the. It's the social climate where people need to know. Everybody's so nosy. Nobody's owed that. Nobody's owed that. I don't need to know how he died. I don't want to know, because it's a depressing thing. To as a fan to hear about, and I don't want to know what happened. I all I know is that whatever happened led to his death. And that sucks. That sucks enough. I don't need to right. know exactly what happened. Right. The transparency is ridiculous. I mean, he wasn't even 
around AEW since October. So even if it were to be COVID related, it's not as if he was around 60 other people. Yeah. He was at home recovering from an ankle injury. Right. So what the hell? Like what, why? And then there's people supporting the guy that wrote the article. Like, oh yeah, I totally agree. What? Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's tasteless. It's tasteless to be like, she's lying. Well, and okay, so what? She's lying. It's none of her fucking business to know. Or well, maybe it, she isn't, and everybody just needs to get off their fucking high horse. Right. Either, well, way, yeah, either yeah. way, whether she's lying or not, who, it doesn't matter. That's her business. That's well, her business. And if you notice, this is the only guy who said anything negative. So who knows? He probably exactly. just wants his fucking name. Out. People exactly. are talking about him now, so he's probably getting what he wants out of it because – He's the one, uh, the one bad person in this whole thing of everyone else sharing great stories and memories. And he's like, "Well, I don't know." It's like, "Okay, well, you look like a dick." So now everyone's talking about you, and it's right. like, it, it, it's tasteless. Like Bob said, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just embarrassing journal journalism. I'll use quotes to uh, to do that to write an edit, you know, a piece like that. Yeah. Like, why aren't we all journalists these days? If you're a wrestling fan and you have a well, a computer, a computer, yeah, really, it's like, oh, I'm a journalist. It's like, okay, but um, so I think some great, great stories and great thoughts here. I want to end it on more of a positive note rather than fuck that guy. So, well, that's pretty positive uh, to me. You could go fuck Bruce. Mitchell. Well, yeah, but I think I think Brody Lee's legacy and uh, the stuff is going to outlast his negative comments. Yeah, and, no, and no, asshole I, opinion. I think at, I think um, at some point here I'll get a a Brody Lee T-shirt, and knowing that's going right to the family, I think that's yeah. an appropriate thing to do. So I think I I think I'm gonna get a couple because yeah. I don't I don't and that's one I waited on because uh, you know why? Because when we were supposed to go to the uh, Dynamite show, Bob, I was gonna buy one at that show. Oh, I probably would have as well. Because guess what? He was supposed to make his debut in rochester where he it would have been really awesome but so i was ready that's why i wasn't gonna i was and i was like nope we're gonna eventually go still right and maybe one day we will but regardless yeah. i was waiting i actually i did just buy one um the, just the other day because i saw i saw one but I'd, I'd like to get more because once again you supporting someone who like we said we saw well interestingly enough i do actually have a couple of brody lee shirts they're uh white tank tops that have Sweat stains on them. <laughs> <laughs> so I've already uh, dedicated myself to that. So fantastic. I figured though I get a an officially licensed one at some point as well. But all right, um, big rig all fucking day. I'll never forget the guy. He's a great wrestler, great human being as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so uh, let's get into our regular Icopod thing here. Uh, fall brawl for WCW was. The previous evening, and as I noted uh, in the lead-in, at some point in time, uh, likely before we get to Halloween Havoc and Timeline, uh, we'll make time to do a bonus episode for that. And we are one week uh, before In Your House, which will feature all the titles on the line. WWF Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels and WWF World Champion Diesel wrestling the Tag Team Champions Owen Hart and Yokozuna. If Michaels were to get pinned by Owen, Owen's IC champion. If Diesel were to be pinned by Yoko, Yoko's world champion. And if, uh, you know, other way around, if any of the tag champions are pinned, then Diesel and Sean are the champions. That's pretty much the theme of it. And then the undercard, which I'm sure we'll see again, 
on the in your house report uh, is basically just makeshift and like, hey, we only had 13 days to let you know. So here you go. This is what we're going to do. That's kind of the theme of it. Uh, Observer notes. There's a few things here for WCW and WWF. Uh, As I mentioned last week, moving forward, I'll be kind of touching on both uh, ends of it. And USWA has been canceled on Icopod. Yeah. Hopefully people don't mourn the loss of USWA. Fucking gorgeous Georgia third. (laughs) (laughs) USWA shows in front of 500 fans as that would eventually happen. Uh, So Sabu, who appeared on last week's Nitro, it's being reported that he will be wrestling Jerry Lynn at Halloween Havoc on October 29th. Originally, they were trying to get to Cold Scorpio, but that is officially dead. I guess last week it maybe hadn't been dead, but it is now officially dead. So no Scorpio for Halloween Havoc. I bet he wouldn't do it for the money they offered him. Well, he was also a pothead, so maybe we <laughs> have to drug test you. And he was like, ah, oh, fuck it. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Could have been else's reason. Uh, Hulk Hogan will be taking a hiatus after Halloween Havoc to film a movie. So that would likely mean that he will not be the world champion soon enough. Yes. Uh, Dave believes that the November 26th WCW pay-per-view will be a gimmick triangular ring match involving the giant Ron Reese and El Giante. Oh. Oh Can't God. wait for that. That will be a fucking train wreck if that ever happened. Starcade in December will be a WCW versus New Japan themed event. Yeah. I figured Austin would enjoy that. It's a <clears throat> good show. Oh, all right. I, I haven't, I don't think I've seen that in a long time. I've only watched it once, but <clears throat> good show. Okay. Uh, WCW Magazine. That appears to be over with. The uh, guy that ran it had a meeting with them, seeing if they can maybe continue it. Apparently, they decide not to. Spoiler alert, it did. It continued to go on until the <laughs> demise of WCW, so I don't know what that's all about. <clears throat> now, uh, some WWF news. On September 15th, the WWF had a show in Montreal, and it drew 5,825 fans, but there was a major issue. Jean-Pierre Lafitte refused to do the job to WWF world champion Diesel. What? Yes. So this is, this is basically the general story. He showed up to the venue. Lafitte did. And he was told jackknife, no ring one, two, three. And Lafitte was like, I'm not doing a clean job in Montreal because I was told we were going to do more business. If I lose clean, the houses will go down. My drawing ability will go down. It makes no sense. Now, from a business standpoint, all right, I can, I can, I can see what, you, what you're doing here. But at the end of the day, Jean-Pierre Lafitte, you're a mid-card act, and Diesel's the main eventer. You probably should just do the fucking job. Uh, it was eventually ruled to be a double countout, but it was a messy situation. Shawn Michaels got involved. I guess he was spewing some stuff towards Lafitte. So not a good look for Jean-Pierre Lafitte. How is that not an automatic you're fired? That's a really good question. I don't know. Like, oh, you don't want to do your job today? Okay, well, you don't have a job anymore. Yeah, I mean, if I I were Vince or whoever, I'd be like, who do you think you are, Brett? Well, it's like, exactly. It's like, dude, you're lucky we even brought you back. Like, what are you talking about? And you're working with the world champ on a house show? Yeah. 
Give me a fucking break. I don't know what it is with wrestlers in Montreal not wanting to do the job. Huh. Yeah, well, weird. It's kind of weird. Uh, Tony Norris, also known as Ahmed Johnson, <laughs> has signed a two-year deal. And we haven't Beast seen him. mode. You're going down. <laughs> You're going down. I can't wait for his promos. Gold dust, you fucking weirdo. Fucking kissing me. Why don't got a boner? I'm fucking bad. <laughs> Your lips are softer than my wife. I fucking hate you, bitch. That's why I love you. Make me feel weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he signed a two-year deal. Dave notes that maybe he should go to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, but well, Dave, Smoky Mountain Wrestling will be dead in about two months. Well, so uh, that's not about to happen. Uh, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see when Ahmed Johnson arrives on television officially, if he's been signed here in middle of September. So I wonder if we'll get vignettes of him in just jean shorts and just posing <laughs> by a fence in a hot summer day. Somewhere <laughs> on Venice Beach or something yeah. with his sunglasses on. Yeah. Uh, I ain't getting the fucking water. I can't swim, man. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> they got sharks in there. I've been watching WCW. I saw that shark coming out there. I'm not doing it. Get out of here. Uh, Tatanka, the favorite of the podcast. Well, remember he was suspended mm-hmm. last week because of the whole hotel incident. Well, apparently that's turned into been you're fired. <gasps> what? Yeah, and this involved a situation that apparently involved a woman. Oh. In a hotel in Anaheim in December of 1994. Oh, so wait, was he trying to like get her to join the million dollar corporation? Trying to like he was trying to do a Tom Hot Chop. Every how... everybody's got a price. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to scalp something. Um, oh, oh, wow, <laughs> whoa. Well, I believe this would actually end up kind of being uh, dispelled that uh, he was kind of. He got he took the fall for it when he, realistically he had nothing to do with it, but people kind of put it on him. Okay. He eventually. Lost oh, it. don't give me that trail of tears, buddy. Well, you know what? Oh, Tatanka ain't about to hurt no woman. Two tears in a bucket, suck it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Tatanka hasn't been interesting in quite a long time, and he wants to overcharge for fucking Icopod openings. So you know what, buddy. Have fun in WCW, because that's probably where you're gonna go. I was just gonna say, am I about to see him in like two weeks while I'm watching along here? It's gonna friggin' he's gonna come out and he's gonna be like instead of like just Tatanka, he'll be like the native, and it's just he's gonna come out and he's gonna wear the same outfit. The native. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, he'll come out. He'll come out and Dave Sullivan will be like, I, I love, I love playing with Indians, and then he's just gonna like beat him the fuck up, and Dave's gonna be like, what the. <laughs> This is nothing like my action figure. That's probably the sad part is I could see it happening. Yeah, more more than likely. I'm surprised uh, they let him go though, because think of all the really the money they've spent on promoting him for a long time. Well, they put a lot of money into it, but how much have they gotten back from it? Well, zero. So at some point, you're probably thinking, okay, this ain't working. Or they're uh, like going to squeeze the orange dry. 
Yeah, maybe they just needed a reason. They've been waiting for a reason, yeah. and this finally happened, and they were like, oh, damn it. We right. gotta let you go. Right. And then, like, there it is. They don't need it. They don't need to do anything else. They got their reason, and... That's fair. Yeah, I can buy it. Uh, last week's The Rating War, what, what do you th- who do you guys think won? Do you think Raw with Sean and Sid and Razor Bulldog was that better than uh, Hogan Luger? And Sting Wall Street and Savage huh. Norton and uh, Sabu Right. I'll try to stop looking um, because I already know. <laughs> it's okay. Well, you're done. Um, right? So uh, this is going to be a game for Austin more, I think. <laughs> I, uh, I got to be honest. I think Rob probably took it. Okay. Well, Raw got a 2.2. What? Yeah. And Nitro got a 2.5. Oh, my God. A 2.2? There's been episodes that are 2.2s that haven't scored that low. My thing, I think it's because it's taped. It's got to be what it is. That's killing well, yeah, me. Fuck. And I think this week's episode could be worse because they basically showed you, hey, we'll right. watch it next week because we already fucking taped it and this is what we did. Right. I'm hoping that ends real quick. I'm hoping so as well. I, I, I can't imagine they'll continue that much longer. Wow, that sucks, dude. I can't believe that. I yeah, thought for sure, because I was pumped for Sean and Sid. I would have tuned in for that. Yeah, I mean, just because it has more of a story. I probably would have taped Nitro and watched it later. Fuck. But live, I'm probably watching Raw. Just because, like you said, shit, Sid and Sean had yeah. an actual story for months. Right. Uh, house shows, there's only one here for the World Wrestling Federation. It's the previously mentioned Montreal the forum september 15th 5825 fans barry horowitz defeated skip isaac yankum dds defeated aldo montoya fatu fought uh, wayland mercy to a double disqualification the smoking guns defeated king kong bundy who is a substitute for owen hart and wwf uh, tag team champion yokozuna dean douglas defeated one two three kid the undertaker defeated kama in a casket match hunter hearst helmsley defeated henry godwin WWF World Champion Diesel fought Jean-Pierre Lafitte to a double countout. In in your main event, WWF, WWF Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels defeated Psycho Sid to retain. Wow. Um, not super strong there. No. I don't think. Uh, and dude, what is up lately with 1-2-3 Kid? What direction are they going with his ass? First, he's turning heel on Raw out of nowhere for literally no reason against a guy he's been an ally with for quite some time now. Two They've years. like already had their story. Um, and now he's doing jobs on the house show? Well, I feel like he's the, always been kind of the job guy. Yeah, but I feel like he's kind of got to move past that now. Like he's He kind of already did. He's like a named guy. He's one of the guys where... Fans know he's going to have one of the best matches on the card. I don't he's not know really how, that guy anymore. I don't know how I'm going to be able to buy into one, two, three kid as a heel. You're not going to. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he just needs gonna. to grow like a beard or something. So he looks mean. Cause right now he looks like he's like 15 years old. And so like, how am I going to, they got to really just, make me hate him. I think. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want him to become, like a, a bratty teenager. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's going to happen, though. 
I feel like that would get very annoying very quickly. Well, it's just it. not the right fit. No, he should be your underdog babyface. You know, prevailing over heels at various points. You're not taking a, something point. away that's working. One to yeah. three kid is working. Like he's over. I've been enjoying him. Right. And so have the fans. And really to think that like you can throw him in there with literally anybody. Yeah. And he has a great match for the most part. Um, I just I'm very confused by the you're not gonna earn any more money with one, two, three kid than exactly what you just said, Bob. The the fighting baby face who does the cool moves. That is where the most money is with one, two, three kid. That's what I would think. Uh, it's just that's mind blowing to me. You're not gonna draw. He's not gonna be a a, a drawing heel. And yeah. it's one thing, like if they're trying to, oh well, we really need to, we need, really need to bang over Shane Douglas. Like we need to get him over quick. Right. Whatever, you know. But I don't think one, two, three kids the guy to do that with. No. Not anymore. No, absolutely not. Uh, would you guys go to this show? I, I'm probably going to go to it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Elaborate. Um, I'm intrigued. Okay, I think Horowitz and Skip would be good. Solid, good. Uh, Douglas and Kid would probably be okay. Uh, casket match with... Taker and Kama. Get the fuck out of here. It's not going to kill me. Oh, he wants to go to see a casket match. (laughs) No, no. I didn't say I was going to go for that. Oh. Helmsley and Godwin. That's a little intriguing. Somebody's going to get killed in that match. I don't want to see that match at all. Uh, And then knowing the fiasco that is Diesel on the feet. I probably want to see what the fuck happened there. Like, what are we doing here? Well, what about fucking Bundy and Yokozuna tag? I was purposely avoiding that one. I can't defend that. Could you imagine that bullshit? I don't think you could have a slower-paced tag team. What yeah. the uh, fuck? Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe maybe Volkov and, and Yoko. <laughs> that might work. I, and then, I, I mean, even... Sean and Sean and said, I, I think that's a decent main event. So no, I, I'll, I, I'll go to it. Upper th- level nosebleeds, but I'd go to it. I think what you, I mean, the, what you brought out, like, isn't bad. I think we've definitely seen worse house shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think this one made me, like, roll my eyes too much. So. I still ain't going, bitch. I, I don't know if I would, but you could probably talk me into it. And then you say there's a casket match, and you know who's going to be there. Dallas fucking Gridley. Um... How uh, answer me this, Bob, Mister yeah. Fucking Observer? Okay. How the fuck does King Kong Bundy have a job longer than Tatanka does in 1995? How's that happen? Well, because King Kong Bundy didn't allegedly assault a woman in a hotel in Anaheim, California, yeah. December of 1994. I mean, that's what. Yeah, what it kind of comes down to is the outside of the ring stuff there. Yeah. Well. I'll tell you what, he assaults a 26-year-old male's eyes every time he's on fucking Raw. That's got to count for something. Oh. It doesn't, unfortunately. Punch of shit. 
All right, it's that time, though, now to watch the September 18th, 1995 edition of Monday Night Raw. Now, if you're watching on the WWE Network, you might be going to the 1995 year uh, for Raw, and you might be like, whoa, what the hell? Where's September 18th? It goes from 11 to 21. Well, the idiots that fucking label the shit on the WWE Network didn't label it right. So the September 21st Raw, 1995, is, in fact, the September 18th Raw. So you're welcome on that. Uh, I will be watching, well, not watching, more or less having it on the side background, duh, Nitro uh, at the same time. Now, what I do with Nitro is I skip it to 10 seconds ahead, so that way when Raw gets 10 seconds in, I hit play on Nitro, and pretty much every single time, nothing is going on in Nitro to even miss it. Anyway, you're missing usually the first 10 seconds of their amazing theme song. So uh, that is what I will be doing. I'll probably be shedding light on what is happening on nitro. Like I did uh, last week. I haven't heard any complaints about it. Uh, obviously Ross still the main focus here, but I'm also just intrigued to see what a better show is doing at the same time. So what I will do now is I will count down from five. And then when I say play, you're going to hit play whether it's raw or nitro, I guess, but with nitro, <laughs> don't bother till 10 seconds in. Cause I, we're not going to be synced up yet, but I will, uh, I will uh, get this going right about now. You guys ready for this or what? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the runtime for Raw is 46.09. Your runtime for Nitro is 44.29. So, there's a bit of an overlap. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play. And I just hit play on Nitro as well. So hopefully we're all lined up. So we're getting a recap of last week. Just super exciting. I feel like we watched this show about a month ago, but. Dude, you always say that. I, I literally, I mean, we literally watched it one week ago today in real life too. And like, I, I really don't like this feels like forever ago. It does every single time. Now, last week, one, oh, one, two, three kid tried to do a splash onto Bulldog, but he missed. And he hit his best friend, Razor, which then led to his little hissy fit here. He's like, I caused him the match. Well, what about when he came down and cost me the match th- the week before? Yeah. I hate I, I'm pissed at you because you don't take me serious. And it's like, okay, this is weird. Well, I'm uncomfortable. Up, he brought up a storyline from two years ago. I beat you back in 93. I'll do it again. I'm uncomfortable. Situation. I do like how they're cutting in, like, the uh, the intro package, the, like, transition, the shots. Oh, that yeah. was cool. I guess. Yeah, it made it more interesting than just showing the video and, like, their little logo in the corner. All right, so we have a raw opening here. Now, over on Nitro, the Giant is cutting a promo on how he killed uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, which, as you know, I decided, you know, Bob, I, I didn't order Fall Brawl. So I'm going we'll have to in, watch uh, it on the tape. So, yeah, we'll have to rent that from uh, Blockbuster. But Yeah, well, I'm watching <laughs> the Giant's fingers are fucking sausages. Yeah. That's um, rude. 
And Mean Mean Gene asked uh, or says to the giant there, he said, "Your father would be disappointed with you if he was still alive." Oh. And so they're they're. Really oh, he just about, said it. He just said it. I'd be very disappointed. Well, look at that. Yeah. And here you go. Two years ago, May seventeenth, nineteen ninety three. 69 in each other. That's good. And then uh, one, two, three, you got the pin. We took 93 for granted, man. What a great time that was. We really, we really did. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, he did cry. Why? When did he, did he cry after the promo? Or before? What a puss. Wait, why he's is looking he playing bigger. to the crowd? He's playing to the crowd? Yeah, he's trying to be all like, yeah, like me. I hate this already. Now, what I find interesting about this is this is Ramon's second match on the same taping. So I wonder <laughs> if he probably would be burnt out. By they kind of popped. Yeah, but how much of that is dubbed? Well, well don't bring it up. What is this? Over on oh. Nitro, we have the American males. So I'd be switching the channel right now. Well, we just had the American females in the front row of Raw there. Yeah. Bagwell well, so, and Scotty Riggs all day. Well, so Bob, this is interesting because so American males are making their entrance while we're still getting the entrances here for Ramon and Kid. So now if you're if you see the American males, you switch over. Now in a second you'll see what's gonna happen and you'll mention it. But I think it if you switch it, it's like, oh, I kind of miss something kind of fun. I don't know. As kid goes right after oh, Razor. Shit. Does one does, yeah, one does get going right after Razor. Razor always gets jumped during his entrance. <clears throat> well, it's his Cuban background, you know. Mm. On the mean streets of Miami, Florida, he was probably jumping people too. Well is, this, is this vest crunch, crunched up or is it just short as hell? I, I think know. it was just shoved up or under his armpits because he was like getting his ass beat. Okay. Oh shit. Okay. Harlem Heat is beating up the Blue Bloods. I'm not. Oh. I'm assuming that's what you're referencing. Yeah, yeah. So the Blue Bloods were coming out, and all of a sudden, like Harlem Heat just starts beating the shit out of them, and mm. um, they're eventually oh, going to go to the. Hey, wait a second. Pause. One, Look two, at this. three. Kid is going to take the Hulk Hogan spy here. The Miller rope fallaway slam. Boom! Nailed it. And I ain't talking cake, brother. One, Nailed two. it. Oh shit! Have you ever have you watched that show? Uh, yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. What show? So, nailed it. Three people try to recreate cakes or desserts or whatever. And it's fucking you, hilarious. They're horrific. Oh, I I wanted to watch it. I haven't. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen and it. And it's it's usually people with like no skills whatsoever. It's like a mom like out of her kitchen. Mm, like, oh, yeah. I never made anything like this before. Right. I don't even know how to make a grilled cheese, and here I am doing this. Yeah. yeah. Um. I got to tell you, with Harlem Heat being on the other channel, I have my appreciation for Harlem Heat since watching, since we started Icopod, has easily doubled. I really Double. like them. Yeah, me too. We need Harlem Heat on Raw. I would, I would like that. Imagine Harlem Heat's a, they are, they are a very good tag team. 
Yeah, imagine those two as a heel run tag team in WWF at this time. Like, fuck. Yeah. They are superstars, no doubt about it. Yeah. Razor's working over Maybe not Stevie, but Booker is. Yeah, but the whole package. And really, bring Sherry over, too. She was just on WWF TV not that long ago. Yeah. American males are like Chippendales here. Is Razor Ramon with a choke slam on one, two, three, kid. He's not hooking the legs. We ain't going to pin him. That's true. Oh, boy. He's getting ready for a lariat. And no, one, two, three, kid tossing Ramon over the top to the floor. The referee just pat the kid on the shoulder like, good job, buddy. You did a good job. Screw you. I'm jumping out. Slingshot (laughs) dropkick hit Ramon right on the mouth, it looked like. But back in the ring. We go. We're going for the Irish whip. Oh, kicked him right in the fucking jawbone. Oh, come on. One, two, three kid goes to hook the leg and literally hook the leg onto the bottom rope. Yeah, he's not a veteran. Damn it. Sleeper hold here. Now, I feel like this would just be a, an annoyance having a guy that weighs about 80 pounds on my back. Yeah. I don't think that's an effective uh, move set here. I really <laughs> like the face Razor's making. His like eyes are bulging out of his head, and he's just looking forward stoically. Give me one more Jack and Coke, bartender. I was uh, trying not to make a, a I can get joke, but I can get that that shot. I can get there. <laughs> oh my god, his face is like that. Oh <laughs> uh, no, maybe I oh, can. Bro, we'll continue. We'll be back after this. Hey, we're back, and here's our logo in a weird blue box. Yeah, what is up with that? I don't know. They're doing some weird shit with their with this new like, uh, like update with the intro and like the graphics. I don't know if I really like it. I don't know. I, that opening package, man, is so fucking good and well, way like the, better than what they had. Before. No, I like the opening. I don't like the nameplates and shit. Yeah, it's all. Everything's really blocky. Blocky. Um, it's almost too bright. Although, yeah. uh, if you've noticed on our social media channels, it's really spiced up the graphics. <laughs> It's a nice little mix-up. So for those paying attention, plug, plug, plug. This uh, this match is better than this tag match. I'm glancing. I would hope so. God, these guys are considered stars right now. Yeah, I mean Booker just did hit a nice heel kick on Scotty, but Scotty Riggs. But now I don't think now that opening match over on Nitro uh, was not bad, but it was very average tag match. Um, Yeah, this match with Ramon and Kid is, I would say, significantly better. Yes, I agree with that. And it's funny because during that tag match, Bischoff mentioned that he claims that Nitro is the most watched wrestling show anywhere in the world because they're live every week. He didn't he didn't take too many shots um, at Raw and he didn't give away any finishes, at least not that I caught. One, two, three, good just got splattered in the corner with a clothesline. His little uh, hair tie looked like it was gum in his hair. I love when Razor makes that face. He'll do like an impactful move and be like, mm, oh, well, man. He's hurt. Oh, well. That's what I'm here for, Chico. Oh, the referee just got Holy. in the wrong spot and he collided with Kid. All Kidney. right. He's now What's going to go? Ha- What's going to happen here? 
Well, I would assume Dean Douglas might come out, right? He was yeah, kind of involved. Yeah, we're getting interference. No doubt about it. Check out the double Some feature. The colors don't match with the rest of Raw, but no. here it is. Hey, there he there is. Your favorite social studies teacher. What is that fucking turtle shell green shirt? See, now, if I'm a fan in the crowd, it's like, I just saw this. Yeah, Earlier right. Earlier in the night, and now you're doing the same and, thing. And look, he's running away the same, too. You don't, you barely even see his, oh, someone just threw trash at him. Well, my question is, did that really hurt Razor Ramon that much? A splash off the top? Why wouldn't he do that and then at least throw Kid in the ring so he can, like, get to the pin quicker or yeah, something? Yeah, there shouldn't be a delay here if this is the pin. Uh, the American Males just won the tag titles? Oh, yeah. fuck off. Yeah, Bob, you just had the same reaction I did. I had to rewind and be like, did I just see what I thought I saw? Cancel it. Cancel and I, WCW. And I believe, as well, as Kid goes for a pin here, is he going to get a three before I finish my sentence? He's going to kick out. He fucking nope. better. Oh nope. That's a three. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? After okay. a splash 20 minutes ago? He should have done. He should have done the splash and then and then something out. And then That's another dump, like a pile driver or something. He just um, hit a splash on his lower back. But I'm pretty sure that the Harlem Heat just won the tag team titles at Fall Brawl. I think you're Thought, right. I think they said that on. Uh, they won it from. I think they said the Nasty Boys. No, it would have been. Uh, Bunkhouse and Dick. So. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, Bunkhouse. Sorry, because they they were talking about the Nasty Boys in the same like sentence and stuff. Mm. I think so. No, you're right. Oh, speaking of Dean Douglas, here's the report card. Oh fuck off. Great. Yeah. I hope it's him, like out of breath. Oh, it is. Fuck. How did he already change his shit? I know. Why does he have like this weird rainbow robe on? He's the dean. Oh. Yeah, but that's that looks like really ugly. It looks like a kindergartner. Like he's it. the dean of kindergarten. I like his Jimmy Dean sausage chalk that he's using. <laughs> this is the type of robe that that Screech would probably make in his art class. One hundred percent. And he'd be like, "Oh, dude, look what I did for you, man!" And I wouldn't have the heart to tell him that it just isn't good. Well, it's too late because he's listening, so. Yeah, it's it's Sunday. You're count. also going to fail. D-E-A? Is he spelling Dean or something? Yes. Oh, he's fighting Ramon, isn't he? Yes. The pay-per-view. There you go. Who gives a shit? He didn't even do anything. He splashed him off the top and fucking Razor stayed down for a 50 count. It's a no-brainer. That's the best he could come up with with N. Dumb elevate a no-brainer. Dean, and you can all kiss my ass. <laughs> Rick Steamboat. Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> all right. Uh, would you guys rather watch... Tata well, here's Tatanka, so he's not fired in TV world, at least. Yeah. Tatanka and Kama, or how about a Ric Flair promo? Woo! Uh, neither, probably. All right, right. I'd probably switch it to Friends. Oh. <laughs> Here's a look at superstars from this past weekend. Oh, great. What is Ted is gone? like, hey, don't slot me. Oh, oh my God. Oh, it got, that went into face. the fifth row, I think. Oh, they're kissing. Yeah, what the, the hell is that? That's the Tonka and Kama. We're going to lock lips there. 
Don't worry about it. They did that move, and Kama was like, you're my cover-up, right? And he's like, yep. Don't worry about it. There's a lot going on in Money, Inc. right now. It's a hard time. Savio Vega and Sparky Plug. Okay. Oh, fuck that tag team. Well, yeah, what is this? This is like, well, Razor's busy doing single stuff again, so Savio. um, But Bob Holly hasn't done anything in a while, so be here his partner. Well, the tie-in here is Bob Holly drives cars and Savio Vega steals them. <laughs> wow. See, so. well, here's the thing. I, I'm kind of bummed out about Savio being regulated to this. Oh, he's dancing. He's going to be Fatu soon. Hey, what happened to Fatu? Oh, man. He's making a difference on the streets of uh, San Francisco. Yeah, fuck off with that, too. Okay. Look at him. Here we go. Let me dance for you. That's what he's doing. Look at the crowd. They're into it. Yeah, well, the crowd, they're morons. I like Savio Vega. He should have won the IC strap. I agree. He should have won it at some... Instead of Shawn Michaels, he should have been the champ. Now, here we go. Here we got Tatanka locking horns with uh, one of his arch nemesis lately. With Quang. Oh, why does he keep (laughs) dancing? Because, man, he's happy. He's pumped up. It's the Cuban uh... blood. Yeah, man, you gotta always move your hips. Chico. Show excitement. At least he's got energy. Most guys come out here like they're fucking half dead, like oh, yeah, mailing it have, in. He does have charisma. I'll give him that. Yeah. He no longer has the SV in the back of his head. No, he's got it on his butt cheek still though. Well, that's good. That's a relief. Who's got a worse haircut, Kama or Savio Vega? Kama. Kama. I agree. Bob Holly has the best one of the group. Agreed. Yeah, oh yeah. I like how these guys match with their red attires. Yeah. You would think they're the tag team partners. Bob Holly's got his working boots on tonight. Oh, but he fucked that up. Yeah, some bad looking arm drags. Uh, so you would think maybe this would be a good time for Nitro to take advantage of this. Well, they're doing so with a Paula Orndorff Johnny B. Bad match. I'd watch I, that. I, I'm going to tell you right now. It you was would wa- not- I don't know. I don't know. I mean, on paper, I don't know if I'd watch Paula Orndorff and Johnny B. Bad. Over I this. would. I would. Johnny B. Bad alone makes me watch it. Now, not only that, but I'm sure you're noticing that Paul Orndorff is coming out and he's looking at himself in a mirror. He's got a new jacket on and he also has a theme song that is so obnoxious. It fits him perfectly. And I love it. I'm telling you, I'm a Paul Orndorff, Mark. We give him a hard time a lot, but I do like Paul Orndorff. Isn't it like wonderful? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. He's basically doing like a narcissist Lex Luger gimmick with a smaller mirror okay whatever i it fits him i think really great well uh, it's funny because like scotty riggs would do this angless same gimmick in 1999 <laughs> over on raw here tatanka just made his way purposefully over to bob holly to pull on his leg while he was standing on the apron and bob holly was like what the fuck do you want and then mean- bob holly slid in the ring and yeah meanwhile he's like fuck a tag i'm coming in to beat Kama's ass i'm pissed He's not really helping his partner here. No, now he's screwing it up. What are they doing here? A double double slam. That looked like shit. Didn't look great. I'll tell you what, though. Savio Vega threw a a sidekick that if it would have landed, 
probably would have killed somebody. So good thing uh, Tatanka ducked out on that one. Well, Tatanka ain't going to take that type of bump. Absolutely not. No. Tatanka with a not great looking elbow drop. And he just taunted Bob Holly, but it looked like as if he was taunting him as if he was speaking from like he was a southerner. Well, he is. <laughs> Yeehaw there, Bob Holly. Come on in. Get in your little race car and try to beat me up. Kama now in here, kicking Savio in the ribs. And then oh. a nice back or a nice kick to the back of the head with like a wraparound. That was weird. Why are they bullying Bob Holly? What the hell did he ever do? He's a, he has a mullet. So they're like, hey, so buddy. Does, so does Tatanka. No, they like his better. It's neater. So they're like, listen, oh, you look like a rag doll. So we're going to beat the shit out of Savio in the corner. How about that? Bob Holly's like, God damn it. I, I got I to gotta go drive a car. Fuck. <laughs> and Ted's whispering in Savio's ear, how much you want? How much money? You got to you want to be I in the need group? You to, I need you to join the, the corporation. We're about to fire Tatanka after this match. I need you to come to the group. Come on, Tatanka, win it. If the corporation loses to these guys, <laughs> there's something going on. I mean, Bob Holly's got to take the pin here, right? I I guess, yeah, which sucks because really Bob Holly should be another guy who should be kind of on his way up, not down. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I don't think a race car drive really fits in with Raw right now. Well, and if you notice, they're slowly peeling those layers away. We don't get race car vignettes. His name isn't fucking Sparky Plug anymore. So right. they're quickly catching on that, like, that's not going to work. But they're like, hey, let's not pull this guy off TV yet. So hopefully, like, we're getting there. I st- I think they still did call him Spark Plug, though, when he was like. Well, it's, a, it's like a nickname, not a. Well, it's not his a... name before was Sparky Plug. Thurman Sparky Plug. Yeah. yeah. Oh, OK, well, that's that's yeah, that's a little different then. So, like, we're getting there. And the attire is not nearly as bad as it first was. Right. Sparky plug with a missile dropkick to Kama, but Tatanka makes the save. Oh. Well, you're, you're Savio. All four men. That usually means something's going to happen here. Yeah. Get him, Bob. One, two, three, four. All right. We didn't even go to a five count with the punches. We just went to fucking four. No. Oh. Oh. oh God! What was that? Oh, not good. The the camera angle makes it look like as if he did not catch him, and they just fucking zoomed in to make it look oh, like. Oh my God! We're gonna get a better cam- here we go, better camera angle. Sparky. Well, it- yeah, oh. he definitely didn't catch him. He just fell down and rotated over. Oh God! And Kama and- caught Sparky on a top rope crossbody. Definitely did not hold his footing, but rotated over and pinned Sparky Plug. In the meantime, was kind of sparking Bob Holly's forehead to the mat. Yes. Yeah. In case yeah, you missed it, Dean Douglas jumped off the top rope earlier. That was terrible, too. And then he spelled out his name with the dumb, elevate, A, with an exclamation point, and then no brain. Oh, here's well, Razor. Hey, the A was for you can all kiss my ass. <laughs> I got I got some comments, man. 
Hey, Dean, man. I never been to school, Chico. I don't know what a Dean is. But I know you dress like a fucking nerd. So I'll tell you this, Chico. I may be able to sell drugs. I may be able to wear gold chains. But I can't even spell ABC, let alone write it down a chalkboard. So when I meet you in the ring, Chico, I will know how to count. Two, one, two, three. I thought that promo was going to be, hey, Dean, I hope you have wrestling as your primary occupation because this bad guy is going to the superintendent, Chico, and tell him that my social studies teacher, Dean Douglas, was touching my toothpick, and you're going to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been one for the highlight reel. What is oh what? Why God. are we promoting WrestleMania 11? What What are we doing? Yeah, what? Okay. Well, it's the single greatest event in sports entertainment history. Probably. No, we should oh, be forgetting oh, about special. that. Oh, okay. So if you missed WrestleMania back in April, you can watch it again <laughs> September 30th on television. Okay. Ew. Oh, he's wearing Bret Hart's jacket. You're damn right. He's a pirate. He stole it. Jean-Pierre Lafitte. He actually looks pretty good with that on. Well, I almost thought it was his for a minute, but... <laughs> yeah. I did, too. Wait, if he stole the glasses, why is he not wearing the glasses, too? He's only got one eye, man. He doesn't really need it. Wait, how... Dallas, how did Paul Orndorff win this match against Johnny B. Bad? Um, so, I believe what happened was that... They essentially reversed. So he went for a pile driver. Johnny reversed it, flipped him over. They did a couple things. And then Johnny B. Bad went for a pile driver. And then he flipped him back. And then he like was like almost going to fall back. And then he hooked Johnny B. Bag's legs and tucked it in one. Okay. Well, I can Uh, tell you during that tag match, I didn't look over. So I guess that's a good thing. Until the finish. I thought Johnny B. Bad and Mr. Wonderful was not a bad match. Yeah, well, you think mostly everything's good, so I don't know what to tell you. Well, maybe you should. That's actually not true, so screw you. But uh, Speaking of getting screwed, how much of it is pretty much signing your own death warrant when you refuse to do a job for a Click member in 1995? You're pretty much fucked, right? Uh, I would say that's pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we won't see him much more after... <laughs> Uh, in your house. Hey, Bret Hart's on the phone. Well, let me tell you what. Uh, I I think that uh, this pirate guy, he's a degenerate, and uh, he can go back to Canada. Oh wait. Uh, What's your guys' uh, time check for Raw? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm at 25 minutes and 26 seconds. 27, 28, 29, yeah. 30. Bret's like, I'll meet you at the in your house. Uh, Kevin Sullivan just tried to murder Randy Savage on a beach. Yeah, I'd be watching that. <laughs> with a with a with a a dumbbell. With a shark? No, and then Ric Flair came out, came over in his gear and was like, <laughs> All right, Kevin, you, you what that's enough, dude. Yeah, oh, he tried God. to save him. Ric Flair? Yeah. 
in Randy Savage. Okay. Don't worry, it'll be it'll be addressed momentarily over there on Nitro, which is definitely more interesting than this shit we're watching. Dude, stop. Well, Brett's who, on I'm, the phone. This Sunday at the in your house, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my glasses back and I'm gonna give them back to that kid. And then I'm gonna get my jacket back, and then I'm never gonna wear that one again. And I'm gonna get a new one because I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best that there. And then, and then Sonny's gonna be backstage, and she's gonna wear those sunglasses. I'm gonna rail her from behind, and then then, I'll make sure that she makes all the noise for Shawn Michaels being like, "That's all you got, Hitman. You're just loosening her up for me tonight." And then Chris Candido's in the corner crying. No, he's in. He's in the corner doing jumping jacks. Oh right. And then you hear in the background, eh, Brett, I gotta use the phone. Eh. It's like, Dad, not now. I'm doing something. <laughs> anyway, shut up, Dad. Anyway, uh, Vince, you there? Uh, <laughs> yes, we are, pal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dad, I said shut up. He's like, if you want, if you want to watch me have a real shit match... I'll be wrestling in Australia in Melbourne in about ten years. <laughs> Eight years. <laughs> oh my god! I thought he was about to slip in Swanton by Lafitte. What is this guy's it's, fucking? It's the Cannonball, you motherfucker! Cannonball, excuse me. Oh, he pinned him. Yeah, well, what's his name? He killed him. I don't know. I'm. Uh, uh, he looks like a a blonde version of Marty Jannetty. It's a Brian Walsh. Brian Walsh. Yeah. I knew that. Better wash his tights after that. I fucking knew that. I knew that was. Oh. Oh, look, we're reinforcing the ring. For what? The Yokozuna and uh, uh, Men on a Mission. Oh, God. They're reinforcing it because of Mabel and Yokozuna are in a tag match? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yokozuna and Hart. I don't like the theme music for this. A triple header. Someone's going to lose their goal. Who's it going to be? Do you? Does anyone actually think that Owen Hart or Yokozuna is going to pin Sean or Diesel? <laughs> I mean, really? Do we even have to pretend right now? I think Owen Hart is going to win the world title. Yeah, right. Tonight's Unfortunately, the... Yokozuna would have a better shot at doing that. Tonight's the night, goddammit. I'm sick of seeing this asshole. You're just an hater. Look at how crooked his chair is. He's like, remember when I won the King of the Ring? No one else does three months ago because it was fucking shitty as fuck. <laughs> All hell, King Babel. He's like, God damn it, my grill is coming loose. Hey, do you see these boys opening the doors for me? They're going to be bigger stars than I am in just a few years. You're just, you're a hater, dude. And here's me sitting on Diesel's back, and he says, what the fuck, Mabel, because I'm a fat piece of shit, and I nearly, I nearly killed the WWF champion. <laughs> what the fuck, Mabel? <laughs> oh, shit. He's still making his entrance here after a commercial break. Oh, no, now it's Yokozuna. It's Yokozuna's coming out. Well, Owen, Jim Cornette, and Yokozuna. You, you can see him really good. Who's the faces in this? Uh, They're none, I guess. Pro- yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who would you, who would you hate less? 
I would Zuna, say probably. Yeah, I probably would hate Owen and Yoko less than I hate Mabel and Mo. Well, I do. I do hate them less. So <laughs> there's no I'd say it's definite. Yeah. Hey, you got milk? Bob, you got milk? I do. I, I don't have milk. Hmm. Not handy, at least. Okay. Meanwhile, here on Nitro, Randy Savage and Lex Luger are uh, probably arguing about Miss Elizabeth and which one's going to end up with her. Yeah, I'd be watching that. Hey, did you know that Owen Hart and Yokozuna won the tag titles at WrestleMania 11? Did you know you did you know you can watch it again September 30th? Oh, I was just a year later. (laughs) That was my next statement. In case you missed it, well, you can watch it here September 30th. If you're a sucker and you bought it in April, well, you should have just waited because you can watch it for free in September. Okay, so here's what I would have done, okay? So Vince just said no titles are on the line. Well, no. This one's the tag team title match. You get men on the mission to pin Yokozuna and Owen Hart. And then instead, we have Diesel and Sean versus men on the mission. Men on a mission at, in your house, which is the same match that we've been watching for three months. So if you think about it that way, we just do it again. And, and you then, know what? And guess it's what? The, the same perfect, result's going to happen. It's the perfect opportunity for Mo to finally be the world champion. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. That is exactly how this would play out. What the fuck? I can't. I can't believe Mo is the same size as Owen Hart, and has gotten more of a push than Owen Hart in the last six months. He's got lifts on. He probably does. I would. Oof! Back elbow by Mo. What is going on here? Oh, okay. Oh, last night on WWE main event, Hulk Hogan was on a motorcycle. Okay. And he was interviewed by Mean Gene. I feel like I know what happens here. Oh, yeah, you do. Keep watching. absolutely hilarious. As Owen just booted Mo in the corner. Um, Guys, this is the match of the night, okay? I'd like to point out quick, too. No, Razor Kid's the best match. That uh, Macho Man Luger interaction is pretty interesting because uh, apparently at Fall Brawl, Randy Savage accidentally hit Luger um, and thinks, or no, sorry, Luger accidentally hit Randy Savage. And then so Savage is like, I told you, I told you he was going to turn his back on us. And so oh then. Oh my God, what seems- the hell is this? Somebody in a monster truck just ran over the motorcycle. They ran over Hogan's <laughs> hog. <laughs> yeah. And then Hogan is. Like, quivering. He's so mad. He's quiv- Oh, my God. Mabel just spit into the third row. Oh, it's the giant. He's running over the the motorcycle. What a bizarre thing to do. I like because... How giant would you get a monster truck to do that? You just drive it. What do you mean? What do you, how do you get it to do it? Well, now Hogan threw his helmet at the monster truck, and now he's literally slamming his hands against... The monster truck having a temper tantrum as Giannis is laughing at him. I'm ready to have a temper tantrum over uh, Owen Hart getting fucking destroyed by Mo here. It's not even Mo; it's an Easter egg. Yeah. Oh, Mabel with a kick to the lower back. Owen would sell for anybody, apparently. Yeah, well, he needs to not do that. 
Moe's giving Owen a wedgie and then hits him in the kidneys. You're going to be peeing blood for a week, Owen. Get ready to lose your titles at In Your House because we all know that's what's going to happen. Yeah, we do know that's going to happen. Oh, here's oh, we're seeing footage from Fall Brawl on Nitro. What the fuck? Okay. Guys, this is the match of the night. Stop this match disagreeing. Sucks. Stop disagreeing. I'm glad I do this whole thing where I watch Nitro whenever this shit gets boring, because uh, fuck yeah. Well, don't you know they had to reinforce the ring for this match? So this has to be a good. Okay. One, so yeah, that's important. Yeah, that's crucial for the guys literally standing on the apron the entire time. It would stop. Uh, okay, well, the Giants just broke Hogan's neck, apparently. Yeah, fall. Well, that's something that we'll see on the paper on the pay per view. All right, well, that's cool. What's the main event here on Nitro? Uh, well, do you want me to tell you, or you're gonna find out? Well, I'm wait. Oh, it's Brian. Oh, it's Brian Pillman and Ric Flair. Okay. Mo almost pinning Owen Hart, and Austin cries inside. Is it me, or does Mo look fatter than usual? Like his mm-hmm. his tights look tighter. Mm. I think he always kind of just looks like this as he flops oh, out of the Jesus. ring. Jesus. Yeah, I'd be switching. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to watch Ric Flair and Brian Pillman. I think we all would be. Yeah. The crowd is popping big for this Yoko Mabel showdown. That's horrifying. This is where the money is, man. They should do a sumo match in your house. Oh, God, no. Oh, now Mabel's like, oh, wait a minute. I have a tag partner and Owen Hart backed up. Come on, just turn on Mo Mabel. Just do it. You don't need this guy. Guys, this is the match of the night. You've said that about five times and no one's believing you. Well, I feel like it's just it hasn't been really received well, so I just need to keep saying it. Oh, well, it's not been received well because it's a little lie. Oh, Yokozuna with some chops. Go get him, Yoko. Pummeling Mo in the corner. How was Tim White able to stop Mabel on the apron? That's ridiculous. That's he can he's stop like, Andre. Well, that's the thing. Tim White's literally yelling at him. I have a gun in my pocket. Get the fuck on the apron, or I'm gonna shoot myself, or you. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot <laughs> myself, <laughs> or you. Oh Lord. And so uh, here's here's our first time check of the evening. We're at 3703 here on Raw. So if you're following along, that's roughly where we're at. Yeah, if you're watching Raw and you're still here, I don't know how. Yeah, I'm not even still here. No, Austin's checked out. He's been checked out after the Razor 123 kid match. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you blame him, really? I no, don't. I don't. And so, I mean, unless anything major happens here on Raw, I wasn't going to wait to say it. Because I wanted to see how this row was. But, I mean, Nitro wasn't, like, a fantastic show. But it was still better than this. I mean, it definitely doesn't seem like it's a great show. I mean, this Flair Pillman main event is going okay. Well, here we go. We got the two mammoths in there. Yokozuna was just hanging his boobs over the top rope to dry a minute ago before he got tagged in. So now we're just trading uh, fisticuffs here. Oh, my God. Did you... Oh, the ring, the the ring almost just broke right the... there. No, well, they shook the camera, Dallas. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a production uh, trick. 
Mabel destroying Owen Hart as he attempted to run in. Owen gets thrown onto Yokozuna. What would if, o- <laughs> they just did it again. What would be your reaction if the ring did actually collapse for the first time here? In 95, and they never talk about it because it was this match. Yeah. I'd be pissed. I'd shit Tell my me pants Yoko's right about to do the job here. No way. Not no. to Mo. No, men Ooh. on the mission are going to lose. Well, they said this was a non-title match, right? Well, yeah, but how can you have Owen and Yoko lose if you're going to have them fight Diesel and Sean at, in your house? It's the WWF, man. They do stupid shit all the time. I don't disagree with that statement. Missile dropkick by Owen on Mo. Oh, man. He's thrilled. One, two... No. Come on. Just for the love of God, can someone just end it? I made a shocking revelation of Yokozuna has almost completely lost the muscle definition in his lower body. So now underneath his like tights, it's all just cottage cheese, which is pretty <laughs> disappointing. Because oh. like his legs used to be like, oh, shit. Now they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Cottage cheese. That's horrible. Mabel's like, that's right. That's Sir Mo, baby. Oh, my God. Mo just did a brain buster, but he was most definitely not trying to do a brain buster. I was just going to say. <laughs> Yoko's walking slow <laughs> as fuck to kick the pin. Now. He's like, yeah, I'm going to break it up. Walks his slow ass over. It's like on the wrestling games when your computer tag team partner like does no effort to come yeah. help you. Right. Mabel got punched oh. out of the apron for his troubles. Oh, no. Yokozuna with a leg drop on Mo after the drop toehold by Owen. Where's the rest I hope me? that's all it takes. I really do. Oh. Mabel tried to make the save, but Yoko tripped him and held his foot, so Owen pins Mo. Thank God. Thank goodness. That would have been a laughing stock. Holy shit, Mr. Fuji's on the outside? When's the last time you've seen him? I didn't even see him in the introduction. I know. I just saw Cornette. Okay. They have to write Yoko off TV. They really do. I feel like as if Fuji didn't even know he was there. He probably just walked out randomly. Like, oh, I'm fired? I don't even know. Here I am. Shawn Michaels and Diesel promo here. Yeah, which Vince has said, let's go to some pre-recorded comments. The the quality is really good of this camera or something. Yeah, it seems more crisp, yeah. Oh, they're going to be the tag champions. They probably will. They're booking. Homecoming home? Oh, that's right. It's in Michigan. He's not from there. Alert, that's, alert. That's what he says. No, that's he. the diesel truck is from there, but he's not from there. Yeah, well, he's diesel. He's the diesel truck. Right. It's just like, well, God damn it. Uh, Cornet, what do you guys got to say? You well, ordered a face another pr- Sean? No one else is. Oh, wow. Flair just beat Pillman clean in the middle with the figure four. Shit, yeah. Or what did I just say? Yeah, I said Flair beat Pillman, right? Yeah, I yep. said that. Yeah, I would have watched that over this main event for fucking sure. Not a bad main well, event. Oh, you're the one that said we should still watch Raw and not watch Nitro, you son of a bitch. Don't shut up. So, Cornette's cutting a promo that I can't hear. Shut up, I'm trying to listen. He's like, God damn it, Vince. You want to come and have sex with my wife in the hot tub? Or no, 
Linda can come to and watch if she wants, but she can't touch because she's an old hag. Listen, well, um, uh, Cornette, uh, I don't know about that because Yokozuna will take up the whole tub. Well, Vince, let me tell you, the closest I get to Sunny is when my wife has a bottle of Sunny D in her hands while I'm railing her in the hot tub <laughs> of the Motel 6 here in Louisville, oh Kentucky. Oh, my God. Okay there, okay there Vince? Yokozuna's like, I yeah, I got fucking rice tucked under my tits. What about it? Banzai, baby, banzai. Vince is like, well, uh, I have a jacket underneath my jacket. That's right. I'm wearing a bomber jacket underneath my blazer. Because in this arena, it's cold as fuck. They're pumping the AC for the wrestlers. But Yokozuna, <laughs> he's sweaty as fuck because he's a big, fat motherfucker. And he won't stop beating. And I said, God damn it. If you want to be champion, you got to lose some weight. And he's like, well, uh, Vince, I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to eat more rice. So I said, well, Yokozuna, then you're going to be tag team champions with that one. And you're going to lose them to Diesel and Shawn Michaels and in your house, too. And if you don't like that, I got two <laughs> words for you. Go home. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I like that it's in your house, too, when they're up to like four or five now. Wait, and no, then it's got two words for you. Go home. <laughs> well, first off, it's in uh, house three, and I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That was good. Cornette's still fucking talking yeah. here. We got to be way over time on the air here. Oh, no, we still got three minutes. Perfect. Yeah, oh. if, he still, if he talks for three more minutes, I'm going to freaking lose my mind. I'm His surprised teeth there's are no... Gross. There was no in your house uh, Todd report, which is weird. The show right before, so I guess we all we know everything that's gonna happen. Yeah, we have to. Vince is like, what? What about that? Uh, hey, Cornette, do you want to borrow my uh, spray tan because you look pasty? You look like a pasty motherfucker, and you're talking so much, you're looking like brother love in this ring. Imagine how cool this team would actually be if it was 1993. Or, like, early 1994. Uh, yeah, 1993, they'd be uh, really good. Bonsai. Next week on Nitro, Randy Savage against Kevin Sullivan. Disco Inferno against Alex Wright. And, by God, Lex Luger against Meng. I ain't watching that Wait shit. Wait a second. Bob, that was Meng? Yeah. They don't... So, and the, if you listen I to... I think. It, they, it, they don't say who it is. They go... And, uh, well, we'll see. Well, who knows what's going on there? Because it shows that it's like a graphic of Luger, and then there's a guy with, like, a lizard head on. Yeah, it's definitely me. They didn't know. No, dude, they didn't. And they just kind of blow it off, and then they go off the air. We're in the green screen here with King and uh, Vince at ringside. Of course we are. Are they going to give us some matches for next week, or are we going to have to just pretend we don't know what we're seeing? Well, well, they probably don't know because we have the pay-per-view. Yeah. And the next Raw is live. Thank oh, it is. Well, that's good news. Yeah. Jerry Lawler thinks Yokozuna will pin Diesel and become the champion for the third time. Yeah, Vince okay. McMahon's looking at him like, you're insane. That's never going to happen. Uh, Yokozuna can't be reliable for that. Oh, wait. British Bulldog versus The Undertaker next week. Oh, wow. Oh. That's random. I guess we do know what's going to happen next week. They're hyping up Undertaker as if it's like his debut. Well, it is. <laughs> oh, he's revealed his dark side. 
His bite's even worse than his bark. Taker, dog. Next week, uh, 9 p.m. Acendra. I don't so like see, they just wrote dog. Yeah. <laughs> so if you notice, they couldn't obviously show the clips of it because, uh, since it it's going to be live, they didn't do that. So instead, they get those what I think are the lamer video packages. I like seeing the match graphics. Maybe maybe I'm too old school with that. I don't know. Uh, I I like the match graphics though. Maybe. I agree with you. They don't care. No, they don't go fuck. Well, okay. So I th- I would say that the um, as Austin gives us a slow applause via emoji. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> so one, two, three, kid Ramones, the best match off of both shows. Yeah, easily. But Although then... the tag match was not bad. Not the main event. The other one. Right, comma and. Tatanka against Sparky and yeah, not bad. Savio, uh, I mean that was okay. It, it yeah, held my in, it held my interest compared to what was going on on Nitro, so I'll give him that. Yeah, but you were shit, you were shitting on Paul Orndorff and Johnny B. Bad, but that was not a bad match. Well, I, well, because again, if you're watching it in that era, if I'm watch, if I tune to Nitro and I see Paul Orndorff against Johnny B. Bad, I'm like, no, sorry. You no, I'm st- no, I'm staying yeah. on because of Johnny yeah, B. Bad. I'm watching. I'm watching. No, I, for me, I think it's Orndorff. I think I Johnny, be watching for Paul. Johnny B. Bad, I feel like, is one of those guys who, similar to Sean, where it's like, oh, I'm going to watch because it's going to be entertaining. Like, I, I really like seeing Johnny B. You Bad know, wrestle. You know what? Here, here's a better thing for you. If I were to have continued to watch Nitro and I saw Johnny B. Bad lose, okay. I'd be switching the channel to Raw. <laughs> <laughs> what is I that supposed it, to be, Dick? If I if I watched it where he lost to Paul Orndorff, like, well then fuck this. I'm gonna go watch Mo and uh, Mabel against Yoko and Owen. Fuck off. See you later. Yeah, you would have regretted that real fast. Yeah. So, as someone who watched fully both shows, and not thinking Nitro was really that great of a show this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, we know what you're gonna pick. Just say it. It was yeah, still better. It. Nitro is still a better show. Hardcore TV uh, was the best match. ECW. What the fuck? <laughs> well, born again, Matt Bourne. Yeah. Why not? We'll go with it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's tough. Which one well, was better? As somebody who did not watch Nitro this week, I'll tell you which one I thought was fucking better. Nitro? No. Oh. I thought maybe you thought you would say that even if, even though you didn't watch it, it was still better than. But Listen, beggars can't be choosers. Okay, we have definitely in recent weeks seen worse Monday Night Raws than this. Beggars cannot be choosers. Yes, but at the same time, this one was uh, pretty fucking weak. It was absolutely weak, but at least shit happened on the show. Sort of. We're going. We, not much can happen when we're going into a pay per view that has no fucking stories. Well, that's why Dallas. I'll fucking take what we get. Beggars I can't guess. fucking choosers, man. I guess in that case, you know what? Fucking, this was a fucking three that's out of five show. That's why we'll take what we can Here get. Here we go. Here with the fuck. Great raw. Can't wait to see Undertaker and Bulldog fight for no reason next week. I'm ready. Bring it on. Yeah, I mean, I guess we don't have. We have to be ready. Right. So, for me, I mean, if this is our, like, uh, I guess, go-home show into the pay-per-view, uh, they shit in the bed big time. 
because mm-hmm. I am no more hyped up than I was last week or the week before when they announced, you know, the whole goddamn card. Speaking of which, they didn't really do a uh, a weekly report for um, In Your House, which I think is weird. Yeah, well, I, I think that's super weird. Usually yeah. they do. Right, and I would think that the week before your big event, you would definitely want to do that, and they're just like, no. Because no, I almost forgot. I bet you they're thinking these people aren't going to fucking watch it, so why are we even going to try to plug it? It very well could be. That's what I think. And maybe that's a fair point, but at the same time, it's like, okay, so we're just giving up. Cool. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just we're in such a weird fucking perpetual mediocrity fucking just it's a merry-go-round of bullshit. Like, oh, my God, I'm ready to get off the merry-go-round already. Yeah. I thought the in your houses were going to be a bonus. Like, oh, thank God. Now they're going to actually have to build to something every week. Well, fuck me. Because they announced the card the week after they tell you the date. And then they barely build any of the matches. They just well, tell no, you it's going to happen. There's nothing they can really do because of the two weeks off they had after SummerSlam. I, I wouldn't have done a pay-per-view already then. If they knew they were going to have those two weeks off, I would say this is a you don't need to have this one. I mean, a lot of those matches you could throw on Raw and pop some ratings instead of doing it on a fucking pay-per-view. So what what sure. what happens right after this? Is it, like is there another in your house or are we going right into uh There's an October in your house. Okay. So in that case, don't have the September one and even have the October one a week earlier than you were going to have it or something. So then at least there's a couple weeks of actual TV in between. I mean, why bother wasting your time and money to build to a pay-per-view for with nothing on it? Well, and here's the thing. Fans got to know, like, oh, this is the one we can skip. Like, oh, this is the one we don't need to buy. We'll just buy Survivor Series. We'll just hold out and save our money. Like, they know that going in. They know that it's like, it's like, a, it's like a money trap. Like, oh, if, uh, we're going to get you. <laughs> yeah. Buy it. It's just stupid. Well, I mean, they're definitely kind of telling you don't don't order this one because there's nothing. The, I mean, the, the main event alone tells you. They're just like, we're not going to waste our time with even pretending that this is going to be worth your, your money to spend well, on. Well, because, okay, so you look at the card, right? I'm looking at it right now. Singles match, singles match, singles match, singles match, singles match. Okay. Wow, there's a lot of fucking substance there. And then the main event is for the, the tag team in kind of for the heavyweight. Yeah, all the, the belts are in the one match. So that alone, it's like what? So we're about to watch a show for two hours, and you're going to tell me probably an hour and a half of it is going to be <laughs> like, why am I watching this? Right. Uh, with no backstory for the most part. Throughout the whole card. Realistically, yeah. I mean, okay, Dean Douglas and Razor Ramon are mad at each other for some weird reason from SummerSlam. But that's like bare. They've done the bare minimum. Exactly. And same thing with uh, Jean-Pierre Lafitte and Bret Hart. Okay, he stole his jacket on Superstars. They've pretty much done nothing for that. That It's like, 
Like if you were to book that in EWR, it'd be a dub, or it'd be a dud, and they'd be like, "Oh well, you didn't promote this big enough before you did the blow off." Yeah, like that's exactly what would happen with that match. And the whole thing is, is like WWF right now. If you were to compare it to say like a video game, right? And like you got your major pay per views, your weekly shows, and then they come out with the downloadable content. And like, oh, you could see the in your houses. But unless you really, really like that video game, you're not going to go out of your way to buy that extra bonus shit because you don't need it to play the actual game, being the weekly shows and the pay-per-views that actually fucking matter. But they're telling you that. They're showing you that. Hey, why did we book this match? I don't know. Are we going to promote it on TV? Maybe once. And then it's going to happen. Okay, well, I'm not invested enough to come out of pocket to purchase this bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be great. You have to be a mega fan, a WWF mega fan, to be coming out of pocket for these WWF in your houses. For this one, at least. For this one, you got to be even more than a mega fan, I think, because, like, this is, there's nothing here. You got to be fiending, like, every day. Like I, I need CW, to watch yes. wrestling right now, like yeah. WWF wrestling right now. And then you're like, okay, right. I'll spend the 20 or $30 on the show, whatever it is. Right. I need to see Shawn Michaels potentially expose his butt to me on television. <laughs> and win six titles in one match. Right. Oh, yeah. I need him to beat half the roster in the size <laughs> of Yokozuna in one match, please. Let me. Well, yeah, I don't know. Should we, should we run down the, the whole card here? For our excitement for next week's episode, I guess since they didn't really tell us again like what was going on. Okay, so all of this was announced last week except for one match, but I don't think it's going to be a fucking surprise that it's going to happen on the show or anything. So, uh, so we have Salvio Vega against Waylon Mercy. So that's oh, gonna be just wow. awesome. We one haven't guy... seen Waylon Mercy at all. No, not since the 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 Massachusetts taping. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the unannounced match. We have Henry Godwin versus Sid. What? Like, I, I, thought, what? I thought Godwin was wrestling um, Bam Bam. No, it, no uh, that would be the British Bulldog. Oh. Mm-hmm. Henry Godwin and Sid? Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, but yes, then we have Bam Bam and uh, the British Bulldog. We have Dean Douglas and Razor Ramon. Jean-Pierre Lafitte versus Bret Hart. And then, of course, the main event we we just cannot wait to see. Sean and Diesel versus Yoko Azuna and Owen Hart for the tag team and Intercontinental and uh, heavyweight titles. Dreams really do come true. It's going to be good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And who knows, guys? You know what? Let's it's it's the holiday season. Nah, right? dude. It's, no. It's, it's over. A, listen. It's the time of giving. What? It was last month. And <laughs> you know, Bret Hart got interrupted by his dad Stu when he called in on the show today. Okay, so there's just it's it's a very festive time. Everybody's really excited for WWF programming. So, with all that said, 
we really need to just put our best foot forward and look at the programming with an open mind. Because I have a feeling in your house, number three, 1995, is going to be hands down, far and away, the best and most pure display of professional wrestling you have ever seen in Late Eyes Out. I feel it in my gut. How many times can you say that we need to keep an open mind for these shows? This time I mean it. Okay. As he yeah, pulls away to laugh. Get the fuck oh, out of here. Okay, dude. Yeah. I, <laughs> I couldn't hold it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of done having an open mind. for. The, I'm just like accepting it. It's like when you, you know, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going into a game. I know I'm going to lose it, but I'm just here for the fun. Like, it's, I'm just ready. We got to get past these really shitty things. And I'm just looking forward to 1996. Let's go. We're almost there. Well, and it's funny you say, I, you know, you're sick of me being optimistic, but I'm sick of saying I'm looking forward to the following year. Well, because we've said that for a few now. Yeah. So I don't know. It's getting to the point where, hey, if this uh, little southern based promotion starts getting any more steam and us as disgruntled fans get charmed by that little Atlanta based promotion. That's not good. That spells disaster for WWF Raw. Um, However, I'm willing to bat down the hatches. I'm willing to crawl through the marshland. I'm willing to step on the minefield because we are so close of getting out of 1995. And Bob, from the very beginning, fuck you sideways for being so optimistic for 1995, you horse's ass. Because you pulled the wool over my eyes like you wouldn't believe. And I actually followed you into battle knowing full well that you were probably lying. And you were. Um, so here we are. I mean, we're already through at the next time we sit down for a raw late September. Um, you know, on the fast track to the Royal Rumble. Because if you even count the Survivor Series, you're silly. Because it never really counts for much of anything. Um, So I am excited for that. Because, you know, as statistics will show through Icopot history, the Royal Rumble has sometimes been, like, the best pay-per-view of the year. So, you know, at least we do have that to look forward to. And there's a lot of new stars to be featured in that Royal Rumble, of which haven't really locked horns yet. And I have a feeling we're not done seeing new faces, obviously with the arrival of Gold Dust, and I'm sure a couple of more. So I am excited for that. I'm excited for January and for a kind of a hard reset of the roster and feuds and, you know, major angles. Um, and all that is coming relatively quick. You know, we do have to struggle out. We do have to get past Survivor Series and a couple more in your houses. Um, but for the most part, I mean, we've really struggled through 1995. We pretty much made it. So we, and it's funny because when I was going on the network and it's like, you got to scroll all the way down to get to your raw that you're on for the year. Not anymore. You know, you click on 1995, our shit's pretty much right there. So yeah. that's exciting to me that we're, we're not scrolling all the way through the page anymore. Um, it, it's been a hell of a ride to get here. 
Hasn't been easy. I think 95 is easily the worst year that we've watched together on Icopod. Um, but you know what? Sometimes you got to get through hell to get to heaven, baby. And hopefully 96, we see some clouds. We see some blue sky. We see some butterflies flapping around. And uh, we reach the promised land because hell has been hell. And we've been there and back in 1995. Well, I'm not going to try to say that 1996 is a... uh worthwhile year because last time i did that it blew up in my face and you've hated me ever since yeah i'm holding a grudge still yeah so i'm not gonna i've considered like mailing like a bomb to your house but wow okay it's like at an apartment (laughs) though so they'd probably get it wrong because you you know lately the usps fucking sucks yeah they'll send it to the wrong door so it'd probably end up being returned to sender and like i would blow up so fuck that (laughs) yeah you're not you're probably not wrong uh, but yeah, so in your house, what what number is it? Three. Yep. <laughs> that's <laughs> our uh, that's Two. our next. Yeah, nah. I hope I don't want to watch two again. Uh, that will be the next episode, and then uh, we'll be on the, our our march to in your house number four. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Can't wait. Can't wait for that. Uh, do you guys have anything else for this week's episode? I've said yeah, my piece. Uh, I think I'm good. I'm really, I'm really <laughs> what, what the fuck else do you want me to say? We just talked for 20 minutes after. Hey, guys. Okay, here's a question. When are you taking your Christmas trees down? Um, This Friday. But actually, during this podcast, a bulb fell and shattered on the ground behind me. Uh-huh. So it might be coming down even sooner than that. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't wait till I don't wait till usually we have a New Year's party. Of course, this year we are not. Usually I keep it up for that. And then it comes down that weekend. So <laughs> I think I might just leave it up. We kind of rearranged our whole fucking living room for the Christmas tree, which I don't suggest. Um, just fuck it, man. Might even I just leave it up for a little while. Take it down at like, I, I think January last, sometime. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think last year uh, we didn't take ours down till mid January. I think, yeah. I think Jan- January, I think is still acceptable. It's just, that's just kind of how my family's always done is right after new year. So, Personally, in our tree, if it's fucking dropping ornaments now, shit's got to go. Yeah. I had a buddy of mine. He His family literally kept their Christmas tree up year round. I know. I know people like that, too. Oh, no. It's bizarre. And yeah. it's not even like they change it for, like, the seasonal, like, oh, it's a Halloween no. tree. Like, no, it's literally a Christmas tree all the time. Yeah. And it's right in their living room in front of the window so everybody can see it and it's like dude it's weird no thanks yeah that's well weird. i i think what it was for them they were just lazy there's we're not going to continually do this well that's even more of a problem <laughs> yeah so let's leave it up it sounds yeah. like my type of people like that's something i would do if i was lazy. i mean yeah hence the box in your kitchen from your recliner that you literally moved in like two years later and it was still in there that's all right so that's fine but yeah, I was just curious because like I've been I've been toying with the notion. It's like, okay, when do I take this fucking thing down? Well, you know what? It's staying up because it's a sad time in 2020, and it's a sad time in 1995. And a Christmas tree tends to make things a little happier. So if you don't like it, two words for you: go home. <laughs> and you know what, there asshole, uh, that box really 
comforted me and I would recreate that SpongeBob episode where they were in a cardboard box and Squidward was like, what's going on in there? And they're like, oh, we're having fun and all this other bullshit. And one time I put it on Snapchat and people were laughing at me and a girl that I was messing around with watched it. And then she never talked to me ever again after that. So that's okay. <laughs> well, you used it as a table too. Let's not forget. It did? Oh, oh yeah. There, there, there was like stuff that. on top of it that you like, that was its place on top of that box. I want to even say your printer was like plugged in and on that box. Well, oh, I don't know I, if you I went that know. far. I don't know if you went that far. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Use your imagination and you'll <laughs> fuck. That's right. Yeah. So I drive my wood. I would cut off your arms, but I already cut mine off. No. <laughs> <laughs> What is what is happening to the show? We need to sign off. This is turning into a SpongeBob retrospective. So next week we'll be doing SpongeBob uh, episode seventy four, uh, season three, and uh, it's called uh, Band Geeks. So get ready for that. If that's yeah, really the episode, I I got skills. Yeah, but, oh my god! All right. Well, for Austin Skinner and for Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Collins Jr. And this has been Icopod. You gotta go home. <laughs>